Hey, it's Justin Valdez, and you're listening to the Strike Zone podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, let's get right to it. So, the big news in the NFL this offseason is where is Tom Brady going to end up playing? Or which team will he end up playing for? Is he going to stay in New England? Is he going to go somewhere else? And right now, the big deal seems to be, the big uh, rumor of the day seems to be San Francisco could be a major spot for Tom Brady. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see, and this is not just because I'm a 49er fan either. It just doesn't make sense from, it makes sense for Tom Brady. It doesn't make sense for the 49ers. You're going to give up on your 28-year-old quarterback who came to, who's coming off of a 13-3 and season leading your team to the Super Bowl, and, I mean, you're less than a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl, and you're going to give that up for a 43-year-old quarterback whose numbers are continuing to decline every year. I just, I don't see it. Let's, you know, speaking of those numbers, let's, let's, let's take a look. Tom Brady's stats last year, 4,057 passing yards, which is, you know, with that team, that's that's impressive numbers. Uh, just 24 touchdown passes to eight interceptions, which I mean isn't that's those are decent numbers. Those are good numbers for a, a quarterback. Just they're subpar Tom Brady numbers. And then he posted a QBR of 88, which you know that's that's not too great either. Um, but then you go and you look at. Jimmy Garoppolo's compare those to Jimmy Garoppolo's stats and mind you this season was his first full season as a starter and he led the team to the Super Bowl uh nobody expected to see that I didn't I thought that they would go maybe 10 and 6 and you know maybe win the wild card I did not see them winning the division and going to the Super Bowl but you know the his, you know, Garoppolo stats this year, so he had 3,978, not quite 4,000 uh, passing yards, but not too far off of Tom Brady's numbers. Uh, he had more touchdown passes, uh, he had 27, but he also threw more interceptions at 13, so that's, you know, it's kind of a wash there, but his QBR rating, you know, excuse me, his QBR was was 102, so that's way better than than. Tom Brady's QBR at, at 88. I just the way that the 49ers are set up and their MO apparently seems to be they want long-term success. It, it's just this them getting Tom Brady makes no sense. You know, Kyle head coach Kyle Shanahan and uh general manager John Lynch are in it for the long long haul and they want to win multiple titles and multiple Super Bowls and you're not going to do that with a guy who's got an expiration date of one or two years instead of a 28 year old who can give you probably you know six good years left out of him it it just it makes no sense for the 49ers I mean the him Tom Brady going there okay that makes sense for Tom Brady and his family you know Tom Brady grew up in San Mateo, he idolized Joe Montana. Bringing his family back home probably would be great. But I just don't see... And then the system. I don't see Tom wanting to learn that kind of a system You know, at this stage of his career. 
that's you know from what i hear kyle shanahan's system can be pretty complex to say the least um but they have the weapons tom likes you know he he loves himself a, a great you know receiving tight end and the 49ers definitely have that they got good young receivers but it's just not a group i don't think it's a great fit for for san francisco and i don't think they should do it and i don't think it's going to happen i and if it does i'd be extremely shocked um at this point the 49ers they can get back to the super bowl and possibly win it with jimmy garoppolo they just have to tweak a little bit you know in the secondary and maybe either re-sign Emmanuel Sanders and bring him back or go out and get another cheaper veteran wide receiver but Tom Brady is not the answer for San Francisco and I um, I'm hoping he doesn't end his career there um, as a 49er fan personally but you know we'll see what happens we'll see how that plays out there are a ton of well there's about eight teams in the league right now who are reportedly interested in in Tom Brady, um, and you know, coming up a little later, I'll tell you who I think is the perfect fit for Tom Brady, and it is the team out west. But uh, let's talk uh, the big news of the day. Um, reported not too long ago that ESPN um, reportedly willing to give Peyton Manning up to twenty million dollars a year to get him in their broadcast booth. Uh, the reports are 18 to 20 million. Um, that's a little bit more than what CBS just uh, agreed to terms with um, with Tony Romo. And Tony Romo got 17 million for, I believe it was 10 years. So I mean, God, these these broadcasters, man, they're they're raking in the money, huh? These former players. Uh, and ESPN also wants to pair Peyton Manning with Al Michaels in the booth. Which would be a major, major upgrade from what they have now. Who they have now is probably the worst combination of broadcasters in the league. Uh, Joe Tessitore and and Booger McFarlane. And, you know, that's not a jab at Joe Tessitore. He's, you know, he he does, he he works with what he has. And it's not much because Booger McFarlane is terrible. I don't know what ESPN was thinking when they put him in the booth or out on his chair on the sideline or whatever you want to call it. That is, it's the worst. Um, only The only other two I can't stand more is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Jeez, those, those guys. But, you know, if ESPN goes out and they want to sign Michaels or pull Michaels away from NBC and pair him with Peyton Manning, It'll be interesting to see the the ripple effect that'll have and what what NBC will do. Do they keep Chris Collinsworth and add someone to fill the role of Al Michaels, or do they just get rid of Collinsworth and and bring in a whole new team of of broadcasters? Because these Monday night and Sunday night games they haven't been really good lately, and these these networks they need broadcasters to kind of you know help help with the ratings a little because NFL is just hell-bent on putting together the worst possible games on on primetime and if you're gonna have guys like Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane out there with worth with worthless games you're just you're piling on at that point 
you know, at least with Al Michaels and Peyton Manning, they can, you know, kind of make it interesting. I mean, if Peyton Manning's anything like Tony Romo or that guy's out there, it feels like you're in a, a film room session with Tony Romo, you know, a, a live film room session when he's calling games because he's sitting there pointing out plays and telling you what the what's going to happen right before it, it does. And, you know, that's it's so much fun to watch Tony Romo call games. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of him as a quarterback, um, but he was his, you know, second his second job, as you will, as a broadcaster. He's, you know, he's hitting it out of the ballpark there. He's, he's fun to listen to. I enjoy it. It's too bad he's on CBS because, you know, the 49ers play on Fox. But, you know, I'll watch CBS games that he's calling, definitely. So it'll be see it'll be interesting to see if Peyton Manning can can be anything like like uh, Tony Romo in the booth, and you know I think he can be. You know he can dissect plays. I mean if he's anything in the booth like he was out on the field, you know with all his audible callings, he could he could definitely break down some plays. And so we'll see. Uh, I kind of don't want Al Michaels to leave NBC though. I, I like I enjoy Al Michaels on NBC on Sunday nights. And, you know, I think I think he should stay there. I You could probably pair Peyton Manning up with, with anybody else. Hell, you could probably even pair him up with Joe Tessitore, and it'd still be, it wouldn't be too bad, as long as they get rid of Booger McFarland. That guy, he's a joke. Um, but if if you do move Al Michaels, I'm hoping that they, they go out and they get somebody who can hold up the mantle over at NBC because... I, I don't want to see Chris Collinsworth in the booth with somebody else. I'd rather just see a new team, a new broadcast team. Uh, and, you know, hopefully hopefully we'll see what happens with that. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk a little uh, NBA basketball. Zion Williamson catching a lot of heat for gassing out in his game against the, the Mavericks the other night. Which... Uh, I don't get it. The kid's 19 years old. He's barely a month into his pro season. I mean, he's coming off an injury. He didn't have a an off season training camp, and he didn't start till almost halfway into the season. Cut the guy some slack here. The uh, NBA is a, a totally different beast than college basketball. The the grind of it is, uh, man, it, it wears on you. That uh that schedule's tough. In, in in college basketball, you don't have the the travel and the wear on your body that that the NBA players have, and the kid's only nineteen. So you know a lot of the reason why he got a lot of slack too is because who he was going up against. You know Luka Doncic and the the Mavericks. You know obviously Luka breakout star. Nobody's you know nobody predicted he'd be as good as he is as quickly as he was. Uh, I sure didn't when, you know, uh, during the year he was drafted at the time, I was living in Sacramento, and I thought the Kings definitely shouldn't have taken him. Um, looking at it, I think they should have now. Uh, De'Aaron, don't get me wrong, De'Aaron Fox is a really good player, uh, but he's he's not Luka. Luka's going out there every night. He's a scorer, man. That kid's great. Um and De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox is good. He, he'll go out and he'll give you, you know, 15 points a game and close to 10, 10 assists. But, 
you know, who would you rather have? You know, let me know, Kings fans. Uh, if you can go back in in the draft, uh, would you take would you take Luca over De'Aaron? Or are you are you happy with De'Aaron and and how he's progressed so far? Uh, me personally, I would I would la- love to have Luca, but you know, going back, you know, hindsight, you know, we don't have a time machine, so you can't go back, but. Kings fans, uh, let me know. Uh, you could hit me up on Twitter. Let me know at Podcast Strike. Let me know. Would you, would you have rather had uh, Luca in the draft if you can go back? All right, staying in the association. A uh, little bit of some uh, bad press. More, more bad press coming out of New York for the Knicks. Uh, Spike, longtime Knicks uh, fan, Spike Lee, getting into it. There with uh, some of the ownership and uh, security at the Garden the other night. So the uh, he went on, Spike Lee went on first take the other morning to detail what happened. I guess he entered the Garden for the game. And it's the same entrance he's been using for years. You know, the back entrance that all the celebrities and whatever, you know, get to use. And as he's getting up to go to the elevator, up to his seat, I guess he's approached by security, and security tells him, you know, hey, Mister Mister Lee, you're. Well, this is Spike Lee's you know, recount of the story. Security told him, hey, Mister Lee, you got to leave the building. You can't come up this way anymore. So we need you to leave. Go back outside and come in a different entrance. And Spike was like, no, I'm not doing this. That's that's crazy. So, you know, he refused to do it. You know, he, he's threatening, you know, if, if if that's the case, you know, just arrest me. But I'm not leaving. So it turned into a big old whole ordeal. And then he goes up to his, I, th- I think it was the sixth floor. And security once again comes up to him and says, you know, well, uh, ownership wants to speak to you. And Spike was unwilling to speak to anybody. He was upset that if if they did change the fact that he couldn't come through this entrance anymore, he wasn't told about it, and it just, things escalated from there. Then he goes out and he says that he will not be attending any more Knicks games, Spike Lee will not be attending any more Knicks games for the rest of the season, which if you know basketball, you know Spike Lee is the heart and soul of Knicks fans everywhere. Uh, and to ha- not see him on the court, you know, courtside during Knicks games is, that's tragedy, that's, tr- you know, tragedy. Uh, it's sad. The state of the Knicks franchise is just a, I don't even want to say a joke because they're not a joke. I, I You know, you feel bad almost for that franchise, for the fans. They just can't get it together. It's one, you know, fiasco after another and nobody wants not one single star in the NBA wants to go play in New York which is just absolutely mind-boggling you don't want to go play you know the mecca of of you know sports arenas at the garden but it's just the way ownership has ran that franchise I mean they haven't been relevant since you know Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell were there and you know they made the finals and lost to the Spurs it's sad to see a franchise like that go down. But, I mean, and then when Spike Lee came out and said that he wasn't going to any more games, uh, it seemed like 
the fan base was affected by that, and uh, there was nobody at the last home game. So, you know, we'll see if that you know that effect keep continues. Um, the the Knicks are one of the wealthiest franchises in sports franchises uh, in the U.S., maybe even the world. Uh, so having them have ticket sales hurt might get you know ownership to change the way they do things a little bit i don't know who knows uh, maybe not maybe the ownership doesn't care they're still making money so they might say screw it we're just going to keep being the way we are which ultimately is unfortunate you know you'd like to see it's the eastern conference i mean and they they can't compete in the eastern conference i mean jesus that man the conference hasn't been good since michael jordan left in the 90s so, I mean, granted, you had LeBron, you know, tearing it up for those years. But, I mean, other than LeBron, you had the Celtics for two years, maybe. But that's just get it together, New York. You know, bat, bat, the state of basketball needs needs New York to be, you know, to be great. Uh, you know, viewership is kind of down. And so, I don't they need to get it together, figure it out, do something, New York. I mean, that would be like the Lakers. Can you imagine this? So what the Knicks did to Spike Lee, that would be like the Lakers doing this to Jack Nick. Can you imagine security going up to Jack Nicholson at the Staples Center saying, excuse me, uh, Mr. Nicholson, you're going to have to leave uh, the Staples Center, go outside around the building and come in a different entrance. <laughs> I can only imagine like Jack Nicholson looking at security like uh, are you kidding me like do you know who I am like what's the matter with you the, but who does that to their you know their biggest supporters you don't treat fans that way it, it's just, it makes it mind blowing yeah so hopefully the the Knicks get it together and we'll we'll see what happens with that um but Knicks fans you know if if you're unhappy with with the way you know the state of the affairs with the Knicks, you got to let them know, and let them know by not going to games, because that's the only way you're gonna change, get anything changed. You just stay home, because if you keep buying these tickets, ownership's gonna say, well, hey, you know, we're still making money, people are still coming to games. We could be tra- as trash as we want to be, or as trash as our product is out there, people are still coming. So you know, th- why be good? That seems like the ammo for ownership right now, and it's it's sad. I mean, we're coming off the heels of the Charles Oakley incident with the Knicks. I mean, they look at the way they treated him. That was that's crazy. Now to have them treating you know Spike Lee that way, and you know it's who knows what exactly happened. Only Spike and you know the people involved really know what happened. But it just it it's another black eye for the Knicks franchise, and they they definitely didn't need that right now. All right, so uh, moving on. Let's uh, earlier I mentioned that uh, Tom Brady was all the talk of the town in the NFL right now, and where is he going to end up, and what team is he going to play for? Is he going to stay in New England? Is he going to head out west? One team that seems to be talked about as a perfect fit for him is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, their head coach is Mike Vrabel, which is a former teammate of Tom Brady. Can you imagine you were the guy's teammate and now you're his head coach? That would, that'd be weird. Uh, 
anyways, the so the Titans, their offensive line is pretty decent. They have a stud for a you know a stallion for a running back, uh, a workhorse guy. He's gonna definitely he would definitely take a lot of pressure off of Tom Brady. And then the wide receiver core that they have there, man, the AJ Brown had a breakout season. They got Corey Davis, so they got some some good young wide receivers. The tight end that Tom Brady likes is probably not there. Um, defensively, if they can hold their secondary together, really good secondary, they could probably benefit from a, a pass rush guy. But I mean that that. Seems like it would be a great football fit for Tom Brady. I don't know, family-wise, if that's the thing with Tom Brady. You have to figure, you have to, you know, factor in that his family, he would have to move his family, and would his wife be okay with moving to Nashville? And don't get me wrong, Nashville is a great city, you know, music city, great food. I just don't think Giselle wants to live in Tennessee. Then you have teams like the Dolphins. That, of course, the Dolphins want. They're tired of getting their butts kicked by Tom Brady, which, you know, they have his number a couple of times, but for the most part, it's all Tom Brady. Uh, they, they'd they love to have him, but that the Dolphins don't have anybody. They're, they have no offensive line, no, no offensive weapons. You know Tom, that's one place Tom Brady is not going to go. And... The beach life sounds great, but is it a family environment? Eh, eh. Maybe Tom can uh, try to convince Giselle to move there, but I, I don't think he would be willing to go there. That's just not a, a great spot for him. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys is another another spot that's apparently um, another team that's apparently interested in possibly acquiring Tom Brady. Um. I mean, would he fit there? I think so. It just depends on if Dallas can keep their offensive weapons, uh, especially uh, mainly Amari Cooper. Um, if they can keep Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, we all know what he is. Their offensive line, which didn't play great last season, but you know they still have a solid offensive line. Uh, they're Defense, um, eh. But if you have Tom Brady, you don't need a great defense, I guess. You just need a pretty, really good, decent defense. Uh, but that could be a good fit for Tom Brady. I just, one thing you have to factor in is Tom Brady grew up a 49er fan and he hates the Cowboys. So him playing there, I don't know if he's, he's, if he's willing to put that aside. Um, and I don't know if his family wants to move to Dallas or Austin or uh, Arlington or, you know. So I, I don't see Dallas. Of course, Jerry Jones would probably, he's salivating at the thought of having Tom Brady there. And that's another thing. I don't know if Tom Brady would fit with Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. That just seems like a weird dynamic there. And... I'm not on board with that. Another team out west that really wants to make a push for Tom Brady is the Chargers, and I always want to. I still want to call them the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, Chargers fans, all five of you. Um, but, but yeah, it's 
that doesn't make you gave up on an aging Philip Rivers to give up to go out and get an aging Tom Brady. Oh man, I just I don't know about that one. I think if you're Los Angeles, I mean I get it. You're opening a new stadium. You want you want to make a splash with Tom Brady, and you know it's Hollywood, it's L.A., it's Southern California. But that it just it's a weird move to give up on Philip Rivers to go and get Tom Brady. Um, the weapons there are, he he would have at his arsenal would be wow. Uh, he'd have Gordon, but then Gordon's Melvin Gordon's a, a you know a wild card because he did hold out, so you don't know if he's going to hold out again, or you don't know if he's going to want to come back to Los Angeles to play with the Chargers. The receiving core, you know, you got a really good young receiving core. Uh, problem with them is they're always hurt; they can't stay on the field. So, is Tom Brady going to want to go there? And knowing that, I don't know. Um, I think his family would be on board with. Excuse me, with moving to Southern California, though that's that's a pretty good spot for him. I just don't think it's a great fit for Tom Brady. Does it fit? Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, the team that I think would be the best fit for Tom Brady is the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, I said it before the season ended that. Look out for the Raiders to make a push for Tom Brady. Uh, you saw the signs kind of early on in, uh, last season. Uh, you, you heard that you know John Coach Gruden and and uh, the quarterback uh, Derek Carr weren't seeing eye to eye. They weren't on the same page. Uh, you know the honeymoon was over between those two. So the the writing on the wall was kind of there for them for a split. And, you know, I think Tom Brady fits the, the system perfect. It's a West Coast system. That's what he runs now. It's what Belichick runs in New England. Uh, it's a really good young team. Um, the running back is 1,000-yard rusher rookie year in Jacobs. You have a great young uh, tight end that Tom Brady loves to have. Uh, wide receivers, you could probably go out and the Raiders could probably go out and get a, a, you know, a decent, good wide receiver in the, in free agency or the draft. They got plenty of draft picks. The offensive line, same way. They're it's a decent offensive line, but you know, through free agency or through the draft, they can they can improve that. And the defense is really un- I I believe the Raiders defense is underrated. You got that kid, uh, Crosby. Who's, man, he had a incredible uh rookie rookie year on defense um so you know maybe they add somebody in their secondary and you know that'd be it'd be fun to see tom brady with you know on the raiders going up against andy Reid and chiefs twice a year uh for the next couple years Uh, and you know what and john gruden coach gruden was you know he was at his best when he has those older quarterbacks you know, look what he did with Rich Gannon. He, you know, revitalized his career when Gannon came over to Oakland, you know, in Gruden's first stint with the Raiders. And then you had when Gruden left the Raiders and he went to Tampa Bay, you had Brad Johnson. <laughs> he, Brad Johnson's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, granted, it was, you know, on the back of that defense, but still, you know, 
Tom Brady is way better than those guys. So imagine what John Gruden can do with, you know, the talent that Tom Brady has. I think, you know, that's that's where he should go. Um, and then you're not that far from L.A., so you can, you know, move the family to L.A. and you can go and play in Vegas. That's – I don't think his family would have any objections to that, you know. And, you know, what do all great – you know, musical acts do, you know, before they retire, they, you know, they head out and they do residencies in Vegas, you know, one final hoorah before they call it up, before they hang it up, before they call it a quit. So, uh, the Raiders makes the most sense for me for, for Tom Brady. That, that would just be so weird to see Tom Brady in and uh, I wanted to call him Oakland in the Las Vegas Raiders uniform. And you know what? They're opening a new stadium next year. So getting a big act like Tom Brady in there with them. Oh man, the, the attendance would be off the wall. So yeah, uh, Tom Brady to the Raiders makes sense. It's just, I think that's where he's going to end up. Raiders fans, let me know. Chime in again podcast strike at podcast strike on twitter uh or on facebook let me know do you think if you're a raiders fan would you want to stick with Carr? Or do you want tom brady um personally i i'd go with brady over Carr. you can Carr's not he had that one good season and then he got hurt he just hasn't panned out he hasn't it's i think it's time to pull the plug and if you do stick with Carr, then you better draft somebody to replace him um, because he's obviously not the future, and they're obviously not—they're not happy with him. So yeah, Tom, let's go, Raiders fans. Let me know at Podcast Strike, or hit me up on Facebook at Strike Zone Podcast. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball here, huh? Uh, spring training is underway, season right around the corner. Can't wait. Uh, major news out of the out of Wisconsin. Christian Yelich uh, reportedly agreeing to a deal, an extension with the Brewers. Um, this this deal is uh, major for a couple reasons. Uh, it's worth it's a seven year. It would be a seven year extension. So Yelich has two years left on his deal, and so it would take him through the 2028, 2029 season, I believe. So he'd play the pretty much the whole decade. Uh, in a Brewers uniform, if they wanted him to, um, but the deal's only worth two hundred, uh, about two hundred, two hundred fourteen million dollars, which is insane. Because if Yelich tested the market, he could probably get upwards of three hundred million dollars. I mean, I would imagine some team would be willing to spend the money on on a talent like Christian Yelich. That guy is, man, he's great for baseball. Uh, it's unfortunate that he had that season uh, or that injury last season because, man, he was on his way to possibly becoming a two-time MVP before before he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you got teams like the Phillies going out and signing Bryce Harper for, geez, wow, I don't even remember how much, but that was a ridiculous amount of money. And then you take Christian Yelich and he's willing to take less money to stick around in Milwaukee. So, you know, my hat's off to Christian Yelich for that deal. Uh, he probably saw that, you know, Hey, the, the Nats got rid of, or not the Nats got rid of him, but 
that uh, Harper walked away from the Nats for more money, but then the Nats turned around and won the, the won the World Series without him. So, you know, what at, what do you want? Do you want a hundred million dollars more, or do you want to try to win a World Series? You want to save your team some money because Milwaukee's a they're not a big market team. So, I mean, can you? He's willing to save them some cash, and hopefully they can go out and get some some pieces around them. Uh, the pitching staff for the Brewers is kind of what what worries me the most. Uh, we'll see who's going to be. They don't really have that one dominant ace that you can put on the mound and say, "Hey, go out and get us a win." So we'll see. We'll see who steps up for the Brewers this season, pitching wise. The bull, the back bullpen. We'll see if they can keep it together. And you see, Hater last season kind of they used him in funny situations and it kind of cost them wins sometimes. So we'll see. We'll see what Milwaukee can do here. I'm looking forward to this season. You know, now that I'm in the the Milwaukee area, going to catch a, you know several Brewers games and it'll be fun. The that division, I think that division's wide open. NL Central. Uh, the the Cincinnati Reds made some really interesting moves this off season, and I think that could pay off well for them. The Cubs, we'll see if they can keep their their recent success going, and you know they made a kind of like a push there at the end of the season. Uh, and then the Cardinals are one of those weird teams. It's just you never know. You you can't ever count the Cardinals out for some reason. Everybody writes them off like, oh, no, but they're right there in the thick of things in October. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be a, a fun year for baseball. I know that. You know, we got the the Astros. We're on the heels of the Astros scandal. <laughs> we'll see how, how teams react and how they police that and how Major League Baseball reacts to the teams policing that. So, you know, and then it'll Major League Baseball needs the Astros. I think if the Astros stay good, I think that's good for baseball because it'll show that, hey, you know, they didn't need to cheat, but then that's kind of a double-edged sword. But then if they if they go out and they stink up the joint, oh, man, does that make baseball look bad. And the fact that, you know, base, uh, the commissioner didn't come down harder on the players and yeah, it's a tough year. I mean, I'm an A's fan, and I'm not, I cannot stand the Astros. But you know, their hats off to them. They they cheated and got away with it. And you know, what's the old saying? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. But uh, I don't, and I don't know the old. I don't know why there's so much backlash right now on Mike Fires for for outing them about that. If anything, I mean, hats off to the guy. The team was cheating. It was wrong. He knew it was wrong. He sp- I mean, he should have spoke up then and when they were doing it, but he's on the team. I mean, so, you know, and who knows if if Fires hadn't said anything, how long would it have been before they were caught or before somebody did say something? I mean, who knows? You're affecting a lot of guys' careers by cheating like that. I mean, you go out and Altuve takes away the MVP from – from Aaron Judge, I mean that's that's major, and then you take a World Series away from possibly the Yankees or for sure the Dodgers. 
So, you know, this this baseball season should be fun. I expect uh, big ratings and, and attendance to be up this year. You know, it's a scandal that seems to happen every every time there's a scandal like that in baseball. Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining me today on the on the podcast. I look forward to uh, doing another with well, another one with you. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, talk to you guys next time. <laughs>